quack quack and a vroom vroom to you. Good afternoon and welcome into another episode of Outdoor Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM eleven thirty FM one zero three five, and the free iHeartRadio app. You can search Twin Cities News Talk there or Outdoor Adventures to find our show. We are on every Saturday night from five to six, and we invite you to dial in as well six five one nine eight nine five eight five five, and hopefully we'll get the phone going later on because we're going to be chatting uh, Lake of the Woods again this week. We started that up last week. By the way, I'm Stan Poggle, your average everyday fisherman and uh, two-time reigning bottle bass champion, my co-host, legendary guide and freshwater fishing Hall of Famer Chris Kudak, uh, recovering, I hear, from a uh, rough evening last night, my friend. Well, it wasn't too bad, wasn't too bad, but uh, it was it was a uh... A nice drive. We seen a lot of deer last night. A lot, a lot of young ones. I mean, I seen a couple of does with uh, with triplets and some twins. And I mean, a lot, a lot of deer around. The little animals are out running around. As I, you know, last week I was up at Cam Confidence, and, and people that were up there, they got to see up there in Bob's Bob's deal up there. They got uh, a buck, a white buck. Probably gonna be a ten pointer the way it looks. A really nice deer, and then they got a, uh, three albinos running around in their little cage there. It, if you want to go see some pretty cool looking little deer, I mean, them little little deer this time of year are, are really something to watch. So you were up along uh, the Duluth area. Did you? How were how were the roads and stuff? Because I heard up there they had a whole bunch of rain, and I mean, Southwest Minnesota's been getting pounded too. But how were how was that going uh, as far as the driving goes? Well, you know, we 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 didn't see the the floods. I, I guess there was a dam that broke up there. We were we were we were ways away from it, so we didn't see that. But the roads that we were on were were fine. I mean, the farmers' fields are all looking good all over the country, and pe- a lot of people fishing. I was surprised to see the people up on some of them small lakes. We were going the back roads there. Well, a lot of people out fishing. It's good to see, and you know, and I was on Black's here a few days this week, and I'll tell you what. The bass fishing, if you guys want to catch some quality bass and some big walleyes, you're, you're missing the boat if you don't come to Mille Lacs and go fishing. I mean, it, it, it's on fire. I mean, I talked, there's a big big tournament up at Leech Lake, and a lot of these guys are saying, boy, I wish we were on Mille Lacs instead of here. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, you know, jump on a launch or do whatever. I mean, the guys in the launches are having a riot. I mean, we're we're catching fish, guys in small boat. The fish are in the mud. You could go on the rocks and catch them. You could get, you know, as you're catching catching bass, you're catching walleyes in the shallow water. The fish are everywhere, and I mean, it is fun. Yeah, so uh, get a hold of Kudak if you want to do that, and I, I'm hoping to get up there here yet. I know the last time I called you, you, you kind of gave me the cold shoulder. I don't know if you if you didn't want me to come up or you, you had. Someone special with you or something that you didn't want me to see or what? But I was hoping to come up there here last Sunday, and boy, oh boy, when I asked you about it, you you sure were uh, tight-lipped about things then. Well, we had we had a private couple private charters, and you know they were private boats. But this week we're wide open, so if you want to come up, get get your get your bunch of buddies and, and uh, come on up for the afternoon or evening. We put the gas grill on the boat, and we're we're ready to go. I spent some time on the lake here uh, yesterday. It was a good time. Went and seen uh, Don Felder, a former uh, guitarist for the Eagles. He had a concert over in Wyzetta, so we watched that from the water. And did a little fishing yesterday. And I tell you what, Kudak, the secretary already, I think, took the title of uh, panfish champion for me yesterday. 
I haven't posted the picture yet, and she's not too happy with me because one of the pictures did not turn out because of my fantastic cell phone that's been having issues now for a couple of months, and I'm just too... uh, I'm dreading going into the store to try to get it fixed, but anyway... This she caught a legitimate twelve-inch sunfish yesterday on Lake Minnetonka, and I tell you what, I couldn't believe it when that thing came up because we had caught a couple rock bass, you know, or trolling around, and I saw it at first. And I'm like, oh great, another stupid rock bass, you know, and then I saw the orange belly, and I was like, no way is that a sunfish, you know? <laughs> She's looking at me like, what, what, what? I'm like, that is the biggest sunfish I've ever seen coming out of that lake. Uh, Actually, it's the biggest sunfish I've ever seen in person, personally. So it was a monster. It was as wide as my tackle box and almost as uh, high as well. So, Yeah, well, hopefully you got some good pictures so you can post them. You know, that's like that one that we got off of Lake Stanley. Well, me and Roadkill were there. We we had our our sunnies and our crappies, and uh, the gentleman pulled up alongside of us, and he got that one, and I'll tell you what, it, it... covered the bottom of the five gallon bucket and it curled on both ends. I mean, it was, it was legitimate, probably 12, 13. The guy, the the gentleman took it and had it weighed and, and measured. And it was just shy of two pounds, not by out by an ounce or so, but I mean, Mm -hmm. it was a dandy. And, you know, you you look at some of these little lakes and, you know, they all got big fish in them, you know, and and you take pictures and you, you you know, you release them so that they can go spawn and get more and, you know, it's it's a good thing. I went by a couple of lakes on my way home this morning. I'd go on the back roads. You know, I I take all back roads coming across. Just you know, if it takes me a little longer, but I I like to see the sights. And there's a couple of lakes off of uh, oh one county. I think it's 18. I was on and something there, but there was uh, there was a good number of boats on that lake, and that's I've been by there many times. You know, I've never seen that many boats on there, but people are are starting to get out and do the pan fishing and the walleye fishing, which is good to see. You know, it's you know it's 80 degrees up here. There's not a big breeze. I mean, there's just a little ripple, and it's you know it's nice to get on the water and have a good time with the family. Yeah, we finally did get a good weekend. The last couple of weekends, unfortunately, we have dealt with some rain and wind and storms and that, so it's nice to kind of finally get a nice clear weekend. It hasn't been the most sunny of days here yesterday and today, but... But all in all, it definitely beats the rain and the wind and the thunder and the lightning. So uh, we'll continue on with this conversation a little bit later on in the show. And we brought up last week, Chris, uh, as the far as the new management plan that they're working on up there at Lake of the Woods. And you can submit submit your own online comment through Monday, July 11th. You can just go to the DNR website and uh, search Lake of the Woods. And then also uh, the comments, those will be reviewed and considered in July and August. And then the final Lake of the Woods management plan that will be completed in September, and it is for the years uh, 2018 through 2023. And we have our friend J.P. Tessier coming on from Lake of the Woods Outdoorsman because I'm sure he has plenty of information and uh, plenty of things to say about this, too. Well, you know, J.P. has been around that lake for, for years and, uh, you know, good fisherman, good sportsman. And, uh, you know, what? there's things that, you know, we I talked with them here this early this week. You know, before before you know, mentioned to get him on the show, and and we had a good conversation. We talked for about a half hour or so, and you know, he's got some good points. There's got to be some stuff changed, just like like anything else. People, you know, they go up and fish the river, you know, early early right after the ice goes off, and then fish are in their spawning. You know, 
to me, when a fish is spawned, leave them alone. Let them get the spawn done, and and don't bother with them. But you know, it's you're it's just like it's like going on Malax or any lake and fishing them wall or bass on the beds and stuff. You know, let the fish spawn, get on their beds, and be done with it. You know, you're 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 hurting that resource is what you're doing because the fish are hungry and and you're pulling them off their beds. I mean. Let them let them get done spawning and then then go catch them. You know, yeah. let them get off their their spawning beds and, and and get the eggs and this and that, and, and then then go fish them. But you know, so do we, so do we need to change the law? I mean, do we have to change the seasons that way? Because I know I I seen bass on beds on Minnetonka. I'm going to say in the last couple of weeks. So you're looking at bass fishing not opening till you know early. I mean, it was a late year this year but i mean things have seemed to have caught up but you're looking at you know late or early to mid june then well you know it, it it's it's you know winter some winters are longer than others i mean some winters you know we get we you know like this winter was you know ice was off late uh, that, you know every place was off late and you know it's it's a little more common sense i mean yeah it, it's fun to catch them but then again if you if you you let them spawn you know what's a what's another week or, or a week and a half? I mean, you, you probably wouldn't have to change the law. I mean, these guys that are fishing tournaments and pro bass guys, pro walleye guys, I mean, you you know where they're at. I mean, mm-hmm. you've been in the game long enough. You, you just don't target them fish. You go out to the you know you go out to the deep water, go fish the mud, or go do this, or or go do something else. I mean, yeah, well. There's, there's got to be just a little something different a guy can do just to you know protect the resource. Well, that's part of the thing with tournaments, though, when there's especially prizes and money purses going out to the winners. Obviously, you're going to go with where your best odds are, and that's unfortunately a lot of times the best odds are on the bed. So it's it's something that, uh, you know, that's a whole other discussion, too, and we'll probably talk and dive into that a little bit too. Tournament angling with our friend John Paul Tessier from Lake of the Woods Outdoorsman dot com, because he is going to join us next. The Lake of the Woods Lake Management Plan. They're discussing that now, and we got into this last week. And I know one guy I want to uh, send a shout out to his uh, new friend of ours, uh, Kuda. Well, I don't know if he's our friend yet, but uh, we'll have to earn his friendship, I'm sure. But name is uh, Gary Korsgaden, and he's with the Statewide Walleye Work Group, and he's a uh, one of the people on that Lake of the Woods Fisheries Input Group, and he put some good comments up on our Facebook page. On my page, I shared our podcast from last week of Outdoor Adventures. If you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend it. You can just search for it on the iHeartRadio app, search Outdoor Adventures, and it is uh, last week's episode, so it would be the 16th, that one there. And uh, he had some good comments on there and a lot of things you know you think of and we've chatted about here on past shows and you know unfortunately everybody just like anything else is is out for their own particular interest and you have so many different interests from fishermen to you know bait shops to tourism uh groups to you know the local economy to the to the resort owners to the restaurant owners near the resorts there's a there's a lot of uh, different different uh, tentacles, I should say, uh, coming into this uh, process. Well, you know, everybody's got their their ideas. You know, I got my ideas. You got your ideas. Somebody else has got their own ideas. And you know, 
well, probably none of us are 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 one hundred percent right. But you know what? It's it's you got to have a little common sense. You got to you know you got to you got to put everybody's got to put their heads together and work together to make the resources. You know, if it's even duck hunting or pheasant hunting or fishing or whatever. I mean, we're buying licenses in this state. We're paying big money for them. Let's keep our resources good. And, and you know, so our, our kids, our grandkids, their, their grandkids got something to fish for. And, and, I mean, if we have to stock the lakes or do whatever or, or whatever, like, you know, like I always said, Let's build some some state-run casinos. Get the tax revenue in the state. Well, all right. Well, now we got more money for our parks. We got more money for for you know, our resources in this in this deal. I mean, everybody gambles. A lot of people I know go to Vegas, go here, go there. Well, let's run some state-run casinos in this in this state, and and put it back to our resources so we can do stocking programs, bait programs, uh, kids programs, you know, archery programs, whatever for the outdoors. Instead of raising our taxes, let the people let the, you know we let the state have funding to do it, so we got money. Gotcha. We will uh, get into that here with our good friend John Paul Tessier from Lake of the Woods Outdoorsman dot com. You can check him out there, and we'll continue the Lake of the Woods conversation next here on Outdoor Adventures. If you'd like to chime in, six five one nine eight nine five eight five five six five one nine eight nine five eight five five. We'll be back after the break. Continuing on here with Outdoor Adventures on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app. You can download that free app, search Twin Cities News Talk between 5 and 6 p.m. Saturdays and listen to us live there and stream it for free. Or if you miss the show live, you can always download the podcast for free as well. Search Outdoor Adventures, and also you can click that little follow button. We'd like that, too. Kudak loves to get followed on online, don't you, Kudak? Oh yeah, you yeah. Love people yeah, following you. you. You're just you're just the opposite of everybody else. Me. Yeah, everybody follows Chris Kudak. And Kudak, before we get to JP here from Lake of the Woods Outdoorsman dot com, uh, I'm going to see if I I can do this without uh, hanging up on you. So hang tight here, buddy. But we're going to go to uh, Al. He has some comments. I think you may be interested in Kudak. So Al, welcome to Outdoor Adventures. How are we doing? Oh, thanks for taking my call. Go ahead. Anyhow, uh, I'm just uh, talking about Mille Lacs Lake and how the DNR is destroying the people that live around it. And, uh, you know, we can go out any day and catch 30 walleyes without a problem, and half of them die at least, and you can't keep any. And uh, my brother had a beautiful place near Isle, and every weekend we go up there, we have to clean up all the dead, beautiful walleyes on the shoreline. Because of the DNR's regulations, it doesn't make any sense. Now, one day we were there, uh, a DNR agent come pulling up in a $90,000 Ranger and harassing my brother's wife and his 10-year-old son on the dock. I'm like, what is this all about? This is just getting ridiculous. I I just don't understand it, and I, I don't trust the DNR anymore. 
That's that's unfortunate that you that you can't trust the DNR, and I I definitely understand because Kuduk, as you know, if you've listened to the show in the past, he's up in that area too and been a guide up there, and it's hurt his business obviously over the years as well. Oh yeah, um, you know everybody around the lake. Yep, and it's and it's unfor and it's an unfortunate thing because you know if we don't trust the people that are running the things, it's unfortunately in my opinion going to be a pretty long uphill battle, but uh, hopefully. Things can get straightened up there for, for not only well, yourself, as Kudak as well. My son was just working in Wisconsin, talking with a man there. Uh, he said that Wisconsin uh, put their foot down. They had like seven or eight DNR agents per county, mm-hmm. and people are afraid to go fishing because they're just getting harassed constantly by the DNR agents. Mm-hmm. You know, you take your kids fishing, and why is the lawman bugging us, Dad? I mean, come on. Well, you have to have some enforcement. I you have oh, you can't just let it be the wild, totally. wild west. You know that's uh, in 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 a way probably uh, has contributed to some of the problems that are going on up there. But but uh, we we appreciate your call, Al, and listening. But uh, unfortunately, we keep it tuned to this next segment too because we're going to be chatting Lake of the Woods, and they're talking about changing some of the rigs up there as well. So we'll get the latest on that. So hopefully, you enjoy that. Well, I never miss your show, and thank you. Thanks, Al. Appreciate it. That is Al calling in on the MLAC situation. We'll have to do another show on that, Kuduk. It always is a is a good hot topic to discuss, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, there, eh, you know, and and I agree with Al. I mean, I, I but the, the DNR, it, was it the Res DNR? Was it the Minnesota DNR? I mean, there. There's, there's, you know, they, they, they're out there patrolling, doing what they're supposed to do. And I mean, I've had my run-ins with them, but you know, again, they're just like anything else. They're trying to do their job. I mean, you got a lot of people up there that are, are, I hate to say it, but you, know, you know, they're not Minnesota people. They're out of staters that are taking their fish and they're, you know, off and going. And, you know, we can't take them, but they're taking them. I mean, it, it, we, we we'll do another show, and then we'll get we'll get Al back on, and and we'll uh, we'll we'll discuss this further. We'll have a roundtable. We could we could do we could talk for a month on this deal. Definitely, and uh, another hot topic we chatted about and brought up uh, in uh, just a little couple of segments. We didn't talk a whole lot about it, but was the latest uh, management plan being proposed up there at our friend uh, John Paul Tessier is there at Neck of the Woods, and uh, he is joining us on the line, J.P. Tessier from Lake of the Woods Outdoorsman.com. How are we doing, sir? Hey, doing excellent. Just got off the water. Just uh, got some guests uh, off and had a fun day of fishing out there. So did you? are you cleaning muskies, northern, sunfish, trout? What are you cleaning? No, no muskies. We're we're cleaning a few walleyes and a few perch. A few walleyes and a few perch right now. Um, uh, that's primarily what we're what we're up here targeting right now. And and I'll say the perch have come on a little bit in the last week, um, but we've seen that fluctuate. Usually that's a mid July August deal that we have up here. But we've had a little influx of the perch, so we've taken advantage of it and going out there and getting them. And, J.P., uh, for those that haven't heard you on Outdoor Adventures before, can you just give us a quick rundown where you fish, what you do, uh, what you offer as far as guiding and that? Yeah, I am uh, I am based out of Lake of the Woods. In uh, the summertime, I fish on the Ontario, primarily the Ontario uh, side of Lake of the Woods, leaving from the Minnesota side, going to Canada each and every day, and then coming back. Um, in the summertime, and that's just uh, 
in a smaller boat on Lake of the Woods, it's nice to hide behind a few islands, and it gives me the opportunity to, to make a living four months out of the year guiding up here. Um, in the wintertime, I do the ice fishing out of uh, Bidette and Wheeler's Point, and I've been based out of their home base for the last nine years. Um, I live right on the Rainy River, and uh, I've, I've tried to make that my permanent home for the rest of my life. So I truly enjoyed it. I was born on the shores of the Rainy River in International Falls, but now I call Bidette home. That is an awesome story, and uh, you're a lucky man to be up in those neck of the woods. It's always a good time to be up there. Uh, how how was yes, the sir. spring? How was the spring run this year? As far as uh, walleye, I think it was sturgeon too, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I have I have uh, taken taken a position uh, interrogating some farm fields in the spring and the fall. We'll say to cut up the guiding a little bit, uh, but I do get an opportunity to get out there in the spring, and I have for the last um, eight seasons. I I primarily hit the river pretty hard. But uh, I started to see uh, an influx, a major influx in, in boats, and, and uh, maybe that's why I fished the Canadian side, to give myself a little privacy. Um, you know, and, and it's been hit, hit hard and heavy. The, uh, the spring fishing on the Rainy River has been hard and heavy. Um, so, you know, I uh, will say that as a guide, I truly enjoy fishing out there by myself, or not by myself, but with my clients away from people, and it's really tough to do that on the Rainy River right now. Uh, we'll say in the spring, in the springtime. So I just uh, have found another little occupation for, for a, a couple weeks there while they're, uh, while they're out there on the river. Nice to have options. That is uh, definitely correct. And we wanted to chat with you. That's why we kind of brought you on the show here today, JP, because we brought it up last week. Uh, the new management plan is is being discussed right now. You can uh, make comments online right now through, I believe it's Monday, July 11th. Also, if you're up there in the uh, Lake of the Woods area, the Baudette Area Fisheries Office, they have uh, questionnaires and information there, or you can just find it online as well at the DNR website. But they're chatting uh, about some possible regulation changes, uh, whether it's slot limits or um, no limits at all, or reducing the limits. And and we kind of brought it up last week, and it uh, kind of struck a nerve with a few people. So uh, yep. we'll get into that here in a little bit. we got to take a quick break and get to the bottom of the hour news. Our guest is J.P. Tessier of Lake of the Woods Outdoorsman. You can check him out at lakeofthewoodsoutdoorsman.com. And we'll have more and discuss this new walleye regulation plan coming up there at Lake of the Woods. When we come back after the news here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app. Into the second half of Outdoor Adventures on Twin Cities Newstalk. I am Stan Poggle and my co-host, legendary guide and freshwater fishing Hall of Famer, Chris Kudak is joining me as well as possibly another future Hall of Famer is joining us today, Kudak. Well, I would imagine that he won't be too far off because he's uh, what heck of a good guy, a good sportsman. I believe he can even deer hunt once in a while. I, I think he shoots a deer and a grouse every once in a while. Up, in, you know, he he is in God's country up there, and, and I, I believe that he knows how to put a pair of hockey skates on. Rumor has it that he can shoot a puck once in a while. Well, that was only every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back in our younger days, huh? Yeah, back in back in uh, the past. 
I don't know how yeah. far back, but it's the past. Yeah, and he can grow one heck of a mustache as well. Uh, J.P. Testier is our uh, guest here from Lake of the Woods Outdoorsman.com. Well, let's uh, quit messing around here yeah. and uh, get to the nitty-gritty here, but uh, have like uh, 40 pages of documents here uh, from the uh, Department of Natural Resources and the Lake of the Woods Fisheries Input Group. And uh, it sounds like they're talking possibly uh, maybe lowering the limits as far as sauger and walleye is going, and that seems to be a trend uh, that they're doing, not only there up at Lake of the Woods, but at other fisheries as well. And a lot of the news uh, supporting the reasons why is is just it's easier for us to catch fish. And like you mentioned earlier, that Rainy River run, there's just so many people out there. So many people. And, and one, of the, one of the major reasons why I do not do fishing on the Rainy River now is because I had done it uh, in the past. And the amount of walleyes that come up and spill their eggs in my boat, um, I felt sick to my stomach, honestly. This is, this is uh, where I'd like to make my living for the rest of my life. And uh, every walleye that I pulled up that dumped eggs, I was stressing out. And um, I personally have seen over the last nine years the fishing decline out of Bidette exponentially um, and there has to be a there has to be a direct correlation to the amount of fishing going in and uh, to that to that main vein of uh, of spawning ground the Rainy River that's going on. I mean, there there has to be a direct correlation. I just it's so tough to put uh, to put another cause and effect on that one. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, we do have a few more ice fishermen up here staying. The the uh, we'll say with the with the invention of the ice castle and the sleeper the sleeper uh, houses. I ten years ago, nine years ago, when I came here, I believe there may have been close to maybe a hundred sleepers, and that was that's being very conservative. Um, maybe a hundred sleepers on Lake of the Woods, and now we have a thousand. To uh, 500 to 1,000 that are staying on the staying on the ice every single night in wheelhouses. That has to that has to have a direct correlation. And I know that uh, I've even written an article calling it the working man's lake nine to five. But I understand having sleepers out there that you do catch fish until sometimes nine, sometimes ten o'clock at night. So what happens? So there's there's uh, more harvesting going on. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that I would like not to see happen <clears throat> is uh, the limits dropping. And the, re- and the reason for that is is because a majority of people that are coming to harvest the limits are going to come through a resort and pay those guys. And those are, those are my neighbors. Those are my friends. Those are, those are the people that are uh, blood, sweat, and tears of my community trying to make a living wanting to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's tough to hear the, uh, you know, especially in the winter time with the unregulated wheelhouses, we'll call it, the over-harvesting that goes on. And let's not kid ourselves. Uh, there was a gentleman that was caught with a, a laundry basket full of fillets in the Napa parking lot this year. And um, I'm, I'm, a, uh, I'm a firm believer in deterrence. Mm-hmm. And how do you deter somebody from doing something? You have got to lay a punishment on that individual i've had punishments laid on me to deter me from doing certain things but um you know 
a little a little fine when this goes on. I mean, it has to. This is our livelihood up here. This is our living. If yep. you take away the resort, there's 52 resorts on Lake of the Woods. Okay, 52. You take away that, but that. Uh, I'm sorry, the local drug company isn't going to support every person that uh, is going to lose their job. Sure. That is one thing that really concerns me because the people that live in Bidette love Bidette. They love to be there. They take care of this place. They are the biggest conservationists. And um, so I don't want to see anybody in Bidette get hurt over this whole ordeal. And uh, if you take a look at the past and what has happened in the past, well, if they, if they screw around with the fish limits on Lake of the Woods, what has happened to Mille Lacs? And, that is not, and that's not 15 years ago. That's happening right now. So that is the thing that concerns me. Um, I'd like to see them maybe, and my, my personal proposal is just shut down the, the spring river fishing, angling for walleyes. Mm-hmm. You can still angle up until April 14th and, and possibly uh, out on the lake ice fishing. And if the, if the rainy river opens up and it gets out of, four mile bay into the gap then people can have their boats out there i just i think that uh, that town depends too much on the resort business and the walleye fishing on lake of the woods to um to not do anything sure. but you know i mean it it also is don't hurt the people in this community because the people in the community aren't the ones that are that are making sure that the um we'll say that the population of fish is 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 being dwindled. Sure. I mean, it's not the local people in Bidette. It's not the resort. Yep. And I, I've had it out with people about this also. And, and if people are going to stay in, in my facility, they're going to go fishing with me. Um, I'm going to make sure that they abide by every single line in that book. Mm-hmm. And if they go out on their own and they don't know it, I mean, I, I hear a lot of conversations that uh, end up with more fish than people were supposed to have and nothing done about it and uh, what what can you say after the fact you you just have to voice your opinion to that person because you can't really do anything to them so you just have to voice your opinion and uh hopefully they don't do it again yep jp tessier is our guest from lake of the woods outdoors man and uh you mentioned jp that you kind of stopped fishing the rainy river there in the spring just to kind of leave the walleyes away and you are a true can uh, conservationist, but you know, what do you have to say? You know, like you said, the fishing pressure. There's a lot more uh, ice houses up there, yeah. And and that's the thing too. You don't want to take away the business because you know that's that's part of the country we live in is yeah. capitalism. Exactly. And if you can rent out 500 ice fishing shacks, that's great for your business. But is how is that affected? That's has to affect the resource as well, and and how much is is enough? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm with you a hundred percent. I mean, the the people that live in Bedette, it's not about the money. I'm gonna say this right now. We don't live in big homes. We don't drive fancy cars. I may have a fancy boat, and I will say that, but that's only because my my wife allows it, and it's my job. <laughs> But, um, but you know, we're, uh, we're, pretty, we're pretty humble people up here, and it doesn't take a lot to make us happy. And, and um, we truly enjoy this resource that, that the good Lord has given to us, and, and we don't want to see it be ruined. And do I have all the answers? Heck no. I mean, I, I don't have the answers. 
but uh, I guess the conversation can start, and and uh, I have been approached from DNR officers before, and and I've had the same conversation with them, um, you know, and so they they are hearing it from somebody that's out there. I don't want to say 24/7, but eight nine months a year. I'm on this lake making a living, and um, you know, and and if you can see the fishing and and I'll say in the Minnesota side of Lake of the Woods, primarily out of Bidette. If you come up in the summertime now and you dry or watch the launches when they leave Bidette, they will drive 34, 35 miles before they stop. Now, you can't tell me that we don't have a fish from Bidette to Little Oak Island. But at the same time, I understand how tough it is it has gotten out there. And so they're... They're expanding their horizon. They're coming up here. Well, the next thing is, is you have all of the angle resorts up here that are trying to live off of the stuff now that the south end is coming up and and setting on. You know, and and so it's a it's a snowball effect, and there's no doubt about it. And I just I believe that uh, you know I I would like to see it. I'd like to see it at least for a couple of years. Stop uh, in the Rainy River. You can, I believe, you can angle for sturgeon. What what is the sturgeon population? What are the what are the records? Because they're doing um, surveys. They're uh, they are tagging sturgeon, and we should have a pretty good idea of what the sturgeon population has done in the last ten years, and also look at the walleye population in our direct area. And is there a correlation? Once again, I. I don't have those statistics in front of me, but just being a man that's up here and get to witness it with my own eyes, because your eyes don't lie to you. Yeah. Um, people lie to you. It's your eyes that see what's going on and what's happening. And um, I just don't want to see this, this uh, fishery and this resource, especially out of the Bidet area, because it means so much to the community. Yep. It's not Can... just one person. It's not just one resort. It's, uh, it is families. Oh. It's jobs people that have banked the rest of their lives on on the walleye sure and that's same with me i mean i yeah. banked the rest of my life on the walleye can you so hang can you hang on for a couple on. more minutes here jp yes sir all right well hang tight here we have to take a quick break but a good conversation going here with jp tessie of lake of the woods outdoorsman.com you can find them there and we'll be back to wrap things up next here on outdoor adventures <laughs> Already wrapping things up here on Outdoor Adventures on Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130. And don't forget to check us out on that free iHeartRadio app. You can search Outdoor Adventures and you can listen to us anytime, anywhere. Even even up at Oak Island, you can catch Outdoor Adventures. And that's where our friend J.P. Tessier is beaming in from today. And we're chatting about possible changes to the limits and regulations there on the big water and jp uh from what i understand they want to go from eight to six in the winter time and then make a catch and release only during that spring walleye run where now it is a two fish limit from what i understand correct yes yes correct two uh two a day but only two in possession okay um my problem with that is you're still harming the fish, bringing them in. The eggs are still going everywhere. I mean, you're not harvesting. You're only harvesting the little males, most of them. Um, you know, and and um, 
But everybody, what does everybody come up here to catch? Everybody comes here to catch the big fish in the spring. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm right with you, but it's easy to catch them in the spring because you know where they're going and you know what they're doing. And But that thing that they're doing is what produces our income. So we're virtually messing with our own income up here, which really um, is a double-edged sword because I understand that some people need it. Some people need it. Some resorts have, have it built in where they need that, that spring business to make that payment to the bank so that they can still be a part of our community. I understand that. I don't want to see those. I don't want to see any of my neighbors lose anything up here. Um, you know, but at the same time, there is still, I wouldn't mind seeing a, maybe a, a longer sturgeon season. Um, I have a great friend that uh, runs a resort right on the Rainy River, the Royal Dutchman. And um, he has told me that during sturgeon season in the summer, he's booked. He is completely booked up for sturgeon fishing. He doesn't even need walleye fishermen. Mm-hmm. So, and, and yeah, I different situations that, uh, for different owners. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, like you said. Yes. Oh, ab- absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And and there are, but um, you would not believe the amount of musky fishermen up on the north side of Lake of the Woods that don't like catching walleyes, but they love catching sturgeon. Sure. And um, so there's there is a that sturgeon is a is a great fish to angle, great fish to target. Um, the, it's very plentiful because we do catch a number of them in the rainy river, the harvest size. And I've, I've angled for sturgeon many a time and only been able to harvest a very few, um, just because of the tight regulations, the 45 to 50 inches that you have to, that you have to catch. They are a wonderful tasting fish. I'd maybe like to see them up that, uh, possibly three. Mm-hmm. Maybe it might bring some more sturgeon fishermen up to the area, and it might uh, ease the walleye fishing a little bit. But I know that I know it is the walleye capital yeah. of the world, and everybody wants to come up here and catch the walleyes. So yeah. I, I don't have all the answers. Yeah, when you're known for the walleye capital of the world, uh, that's probably what people are coming up there, not uh, that the yes. sturgeon isn't fun. I caught my first one here a couple of years ago, and I tell you what, it was one of the funnest times I ever had fishing. So let's let's have uh, Kudak uh, pop in here. Kudak, what do you think? So I believe that JP's uh, you know he's got a good point, and when them fish are spawning in the river, leave them be. I mean, let them do the spawning. It's going to help the resources, and you know you got the sturgeon up there. I I, I agree with them. Let let people you know sturgeon are fun to catch. They're 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 a prehistoric historic animal. I mean, they're 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 cool fish. Uh, you know what? I, I agree with them 100% on the deal. You know, you, you don't want Lake of the Woods to turn around and be a Malax. I mean, it, it, it's, you look at the resorts that we had at Malax, they're no longer there. There's only maybe 50 resorts on the whole Lake of that anymore. And, and uh, you know, the wheelhouses are taking over down here. There's no skin houses. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. Uh, you know, and times are changing now. Guys down here, they're they're plowing roads for skid houses and uh, or wheel houses, and you know nobody's renting skid houses anymore. Very few skid houses we rent anymore, and it's a crying shame because I mean that's all that's all we did it for years, and I'd rather see all skid houses and no wheel houses on the lake myself. Yeah, yeah, and and um, you know that would be great for a guy such as myself that rents a skid house, but 
here i i understand why people have uh, the wheelhouses i understand totally um you know the multi-purpose that they that they do provide it's just the the fact that when people come up and want to take a laundry basket full of fish um those people need to be punished and it's not just take your i mean post post them up in every gas station every fish every place in minnesota poacher yep yeah, you have to make an example out of them and almost yeah. embarrass them and, and make them a, a less uh, of a citizen, so to speak, to to make them understand. Because a lot of this stuff, they like you say, they you know it's a slap on the wrist and a fine, and maybe they get some of their fishing equipment taken away. But it's it's not yeah. something that's going to deter them from doing it. Yes, yeah, and and that's the unfortunate thing. And and um, when when it is easy to do, it it happens. And I, I know that, um, you know, there's a lot of people that do not want this to happen. I don't want it to happen because I understand how fun it is to catch catch the fish and throw a couple back and, and have that resource to be able to go out there and do that. Um, here, I'll, I'll say personally, over the last five years, I've had a, I've had a little um, house that my wife and I call the date night house in Four Mile Bay. And five years ago, when I first put the house in there, it was nothing for us to go out and catch our six to eight fish, you know, and throw them back, keep two to eat, and and that was that was fun. Now it's you go two days without catching a fish, and that's in the rainy river in the evening time. Um, my father-in-law, three quarters of a mile on the rainy river. He's he's born, raised there, grown up there. He said the last three uh, ice fishing seasons for for him were the worst he's ever experienced. These are these are people that have been in our community forever, and this is what they're saying. Mm-hmm. So you know, and, and it's not about just wiping the and taking the limits out because if the people are the bad apples are still going to do what they're going to do. Yeah, well, I think part of it though too. I mean, I understand you know the spawning factor. That's obviously not a good thing, but. You know, let's just say, take me for example, it's a seven-hour trip each way. It is nice to have a couple of fish to take home, and obviously you go at the times when the fishing is best if you're going to invest, you know, two days on the road, basically, of driving just to get there and back. But but at the same time, on the winter limits, I mean, eight fish, that's that's unheard of anywhere else in the state. So I don't know why they haven't lowered that long ago and you know that way you are able to maybe keep one or two during the fall or the spring see i don't i don't mind i do not mind going down to six fish it it could be it could be six fish but the one thing you have to remember in the winter time uh, especially on the south end of lake of the woods i mean it's crazy in the summer we're catching walleyes galore and in the winter time it's sagaritaville yep so we have we have sagers out there um, and it, and those uh, are a very plentiful plentiful fish in Lake of the Woods. Mm-hmm. You know, so that four walleye limit, you get to take eight. Four being the saugers, I understand. I'm not too hurt about that, but you know, to go down to six is um, is not really going to hurt anything. No, I mean I, even I, four. I, I mean that's a lot. If you catch four keepers, I mean that's that's a yeah. pretty dang good meal and. You know, that'll even things out rather than having it so wide in the winter and then so narrow in the summertime. Um, you know, I think that might help. We only got about a minute or so to go here, JP. Just want to yeah. thank you again for tuning in with us. 
But uh, how do people get more information and uh, uh, on your guiding, uh, your real estate, all that fun stuff? Hey, Lake of the Woods Outdoorsman dot com. Um, my YouTube uh, channel, Lake of the Woods Outdoorsman. I try to I try to put a nice little video up here once a, once every few weeks, uh, maybe once a month if I'm really really busy, unfortunately. But uh, that's how they can get a hold of me. That's how they can see the fun that we're having up here on Lake of the Woods, whether it be the walleye fishing, the trout fishing, the muskie fishing, bass fishing. I mean, it's crappie fishing in the fall. It's uh, it's pretty it's pretty awesome. But we'll never forget it's the walleye capital of the world, and that's what we need to protect. Well, I thank you for your insight here today, JP. It was uh, real enlightening, and uh, I'm sure we'll be chatting about this uh, for quite a while because it looks like it's going to be a few months before they make their decision yeah. here. So, yes, sir. Best yes, of luck sir. on the water, well, and thanks for checking in with us. We appreciate it. I appreciate the time, gentlemen, Mr. Kudak. Uh, you take care, sir, and we'll see you later. Sorry, talk easy. Take it easy, JP. We'll keep in touch. You take care too, Kodak, and you stay stay out of trouble this weekend. All right, you only got another day to be good, and then you can go back to your normal ways. Well, I just remember the other month my birthday, so I got to be good till at least then. All right, sounds good, buddy. That is legendary guide and freshwater fishing hall of famer Chris Kudak. I'm Stan Poggle, average everyday outdoorsman and two-time reigning bottle bass champion, black Republican, black Democrat. Coming up next on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app.